Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, we're talking to a pit master who's well known for helping out his mates. Hey family, hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. Now, as I said at the top, we've got Chad Griffin from Wingy's Wicked Q joining us today. It's an exciting new Aussie YouTube uh, channel, but we're going to find out a lot more about that a bit later on. Coming up first, though, I do have some quick announcements that I do need to run by you. The first is that we'd like to thank very much our podcast partner for today, Jagged Woodfired, for joining us. Um, their support has been absolutely crucial in helping us get these uh, last couple of podcast episodes out. So if you are in the market for a great award-winning smoker. You want to go check them out. They are proven um, smokers. Jules and Glenn have uh, used their smokers to actually win so many competitions that they got invited to go represent Australia at the Houston World's Barbecue Championships. And then, most recently, they were awarded the KCBS International Brisket Team of the Year. So not only are they great smoker manufacturers, you know the smokers have been designed and proven. So do get on and check them out if you are in the market for some new gear. Now... A quick warning, winter is coming, so you are going to need to grab yourself a hoodie and a beanie. We have our beautiful Hail Mary hoodies and, of course, our Smoking Hot Confessions beanies. We've got Hail Mary, our award-winning design on the back of the hoodie, and our stitches, uh, our stitches, our beanies have those beautiful three, uh, 3D stitching in the top. All of that is done by um, some local companies here on the Gold Coast, so if you grab some of them, you're helping out more than just one lo- local family business, so we do appreciate that, and you're going to have some cool stuff to wear as well. Now, coming up soon is BarbieCon. It is the world's first barbecue, uh, virtual barbecue conference. We're putting it on. Smoking Hot Confessions is bringing that to you. And what we're doing is we are bringing uh, pitmasters and barbecue business owners from all around the country into your lounge room for two days. So the Saturday is going to be all about cooking barbecue. We're going to be having different competitors come in and that sort of thing. And then the Sunday is going to be all about barbecue businesses. So if you've either got a barbecue business or you're thinking about starting one, you're definitely going to want to be there on the Sunday as well. Now, I do have in the logo there, June 26 and 27, I have just had a meeting this afternoon with an accountant and a solicitor, and I'm going to have to delay that date probably by about a month. So just uh, keep that in mind. It's going to be coming out probably towards the end of July rather than the end of June, but I'll confirm those dates as soon as I possibly can. Now, if you are at the beginning of your barbecue journey, you need to head over to smokinghotconfessions.com Grab yourself a copy of our free ebook, The Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue. It's got everything you need to know to get yourself up and running in this beautiful, beautiful world of low and slow barbecue. And it's a good read. It just picked up an award at the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's Annual Excellence Awards over in America. And it's free. So head on over, check that out. A pop-up window will appear. Put your details in that and we'll shoot it straight out to you. Now... Welcome to the people who are joining us for this live podcast recording in the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community on Facebook. So what we do is all all these podcast episodes, we now record them live in that group, which gives the people that join us the opportunity to uh, put through some comments and some questions. We've got one coming through here already. Um, Obviously, one of uh, of Wingy's mates, he just says legend. All right, there you go. So... uh, You can see that the comments and the questions come through there, and I can put the questions to the guests later in the episode. So if you'd like to be a part of it, do come join us in that Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue community because it is a really good time. It's a really good corner of the the internet, and we just hang out and talk Q. Um, So come join us. We'd love to have you there. Now, if you are watching this later on on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit that little notification bell. 
If you're watching it on Facebook, give us a like, a comment, and a share. Make sure you're following us as well. On Instagram, it's the IGTV Little Love Heart and follow. They're so cute, those little love hearts. And if you're listening on a podcast app, particularly if it's Apple Podcasts, do give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps to push us up the charts. And we have made it in the last 30 days as high as number six on the US podcast charts for food, which is a huge achievement because Apple Podcasts will promote local content over international content. So for an Australian podcast to get that high in America is ridiculous. It's fantastic stuff. And it's because you've been helping us out with all the ratings and reviews. So thank you very much for that. Okay, now back to Wingy, Chad Griffin from Wingy's Wicked Q. He has worn many hats in the barbecue industry. Uh, We're going to find out a whole lot about that. He's been a competitor. He's been a caterer. He travels the country helping out his mates with their projects as well. He's just recently started a new job in another aspect of the barbecue industry. And now he's doing his own thing as well, which is Wingy's Wicked Q. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to find out all about his um, favorite barbecue, which is almost the same as my favorite barbecue, and so much more stuff. So I think that's enough of my jibber-jabbering. Let's get Chad in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Chad, mate, welcome aboard. Oh, you're wearing a Smoking Hot Confessions hoodie. Mate. Very nice. There it is. There's Hail Mary on the back. Nothing but style, mate. I only wear the best. <laughs> smooth, man. Hey. Smooth. I like it. Hey, How are you? Benno, good? I'm busy, mate. I'm busy. But uh, it, it, it's always better to be busy than bored. How about you? Mate, better to work flat out than be flat broke. So, yeah, busy as well, mate. Moving house and working hard. That's what it's about. Yeah, I saw something on the socials about moving house. I, I hope you found a place with a good barbecue shack or a big garage for all your barbecues. Or It's, it's the first thing I look at, mate. <laughs> That's priorities are set. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, I'm, I'm keen to see it when it's all set up and ready and finished. All right, man, so you tell us, what was the last thing that you barbecued? Oh, mate, just did pizza probably about a little over an hour ago on the kettle. I posted it on your page. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. How were they? Yeah. Good, mate. Yeah. It was a um, <clears throat> bit of leftover pulled lamb from yesterday's cook. I've got to play with the smoke fire, uh, the new Weber pellet grill, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. And uh, did some tacos up last night and leftovers for today went on to pizza. And yeah, a little rustic uh, lamb Greek style pizza went, yeah, beauty, mate. Real happy with it. Beautiful. And do you go all out and like hand knead the dough yourself and all that? No, no. <laughs> I've got time for that. No, I went to Woolies and got those little dough packets that come in the, the little, I don't know, they're almost fresh balls. Um, that's one thing I'm not confident in is, um, yeah, is pizza dough. Uh, anything to do with baking scares the hell out of me, but I'm so not into it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I made pizza dough once and went, mm, I think I might just be buying pizza bases from now on. Right, they're there for a reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you just mentioned the the Weber smoke fire there, and I'm I understand that there's been a, a second edition released, which has um, addressed, shall we say, some of the issues that were brought up in the in the first edition. How does it go, mate? I, I was pretty impressed with it. I'm not a big fan of a pellet grill. I'm really not. I, I owned a GMG, and, I, and don't get me wrong, it's a great unit. 
I earned it for six months and um, sold it. Uh, it, it just, I was constantly opening, opening the lid and uh, spritzing and looking for something to do. And yeah, just, just didn't, I need to be into it. And I don't like the idea of a computer looking after my cook really. Um, but this smoke fire, mate, if you, if you, you're after a, you know, quick, easy, uh, you, you're a busy person. You just want to get things done other than, you know, just, just get your food cooked and, you know, enjoy the end result. The smoke fire is definitely the go. It was super easy. I was busy as, um, yesterday at work while I cooked it and didn't touch it. Awesome. Very handy. And has it got all the bells and whistles where you can control it all off your phone and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, mate. Yeah, the new Weber, I think it's called Weber Connect or Smart Connect. Yeah, Weber Connect, I should know. Um, <laughs> it's like the latest and greatest. It's I grill on steroids uh, pretty much. So, um, yeah, it has uh, on the unit itself, it's got um, four uh, inputs for uh, temp control. So, yeah, um, normal ambient temp control, as you would see on a normal pellet grill. Um, and then you've got your meat um, thermometers as well, which was um, – yeah, four probes is a bit above and beyond for the size of the unit I was walking, uh, working on, but it was, yeah, it helped. So I did three chooks and a lamb shoulder, so, yeah, didn't touch it and, yeah, did the work for me. Alarms went off on my phone. I could set the temperature. I could change from Celsius to Fahrenheit. And, yeah, yeah, it worked well. That's so good, man, so good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that they've, um, they've addressed all, all those issues that they had with the first generation because it was, it was kind of a shock um, considering that the, that, like, the, Weber holds like the best reputation in the barbecue industry, and then they had all had all those problems. So I'm I'm really happy to hear that they've been fixed up now. It's great, great news. Uh, it's going to be like that with anything big, mate, that comes out on the market. I've seen it before. Um, you know, these big big corporations and big companies bring out new products, and there's always going to be creases to iron out. So um, I guess we are the uh, what do you call them? We are the um, hamsters, I suppose. So <laughs> we give them their feedback and they fix it up later on and we're stuck with the duds. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, okay, so tell me then, we've just had a big talk about, uh, about the different grills. You've, you've cooked pizza on your Weber uh, kettle. You've got the, the Weber smoke fire there. I understand that you've just recently bought a PKTX. Tell me about that. Love my PK, mate. Yeah, I've had it for about six months now. Um, every every cooker in my arsenal has uh, its own purpose. Um, so I do a lot of um, wings and poppers and things like that on my Webers. I've got my Cypress spit out there. Um, I get to play with the pellet grills at work. And, um, yeah, the PK was solely for, uh, especially the TX was solely for steak. I, I'm really focusing in on getting into SCA comps. And um, yeah, uh, some advice from um, Shane Harris, actually, um, if you if you want to get into it, the old steak master Shane. G'day if you're listening, mate, thanks for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped on that gun and um, yeah, Cam from um, Barbecue Spit Rotisserie has actually hooked me up with this one. It was a display model. So it was the last one at that time that I could find and he, he gave me a good deal and looked after me and as he always does, and love that thing, mate. Uh, it took a little bit of mastering, but, yeah, temp control's easy once you get the hang of it. And Yeah, love doing my steaks on there, mate. You can do everything on Yeah, I, I remember you, you reached out to me when, when you were thinking about it, and I think my, my response was, just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got the 360, haven't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's the bomb. It's so good. Maybe we'll get into that. I'm, I'm eyeing off the 360 and I like the look of it and I've seen its capabilities and, yeah, it's, it's on the bucket list. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely got a certain style to it. It's the um, let me put it this way: it's the only one that the missus lets live out on the front balcony. All the others are banished <laughs> yes. to the backyard where where no one but me can see them. But uh, yeah, yes. the the, the three sixty is the only one that's allowed out front on display. It's all about style, mate. It's all about style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good, so good. Now, tell me a little bit about that Cypress Spit. They look fascinating. I've never actually cooked on one myself, but they look like fun. Mate, that's a ripper unit. Um, inexpensive. That was the, you know, like I've been eyeing them off for a while as well. I thought, well, is it going to serve its purpose? Um, again, every every cooker in my yard has its purpose. Um, even the different kettles, the different colours. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty strict on it. Yeah, really? what gets cooked on what? Yep. Yeah, it's um. So like my blue gets roasts. My red gets you know wings because I use my kettle cone on it. Um, you know, and then I thought, oh, the cypress spit, you know, it gets all the spit work and I've got my big spit as well. Um, so yeah, everything's, everything's sort of set to its own purpose, which I really, you know, I'm pretty, I don't know, I guess I'm a bit, um, if, if you about things getting cooked on things that they shouldn't be cooked on, if you get me, um, <laughs> why, why is why. that? Is that a, is that because you 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 have them set up a certain way and you just don't want to have to break that setup down and then reset it up next time, or is it is it it is it things like your roasting kettle is the enamel's already cracked so you don't care if it gets super hot and cracks a bit more or like what's what's the the rationale or or, or is it just good old OCD? It's well, I'm far from OCD, mate. If you see my house, it's organised <laughs> chaos. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's just the way. When it comes to barbecue, I'm a little bit OCD though. So yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just the way I've always done things, you know, so that, that's, you know, I cooked a couple of roasts on my blue and I thought, yeah, that's my roast weather now. You know, wings always, it just, I have done a couple of sets of wings on the blue, but I, I'm scared of that, how hot things get in there because you want to run it real hot for your wings. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't want to crack the enamel on the blue. And it's, it's my baby. Uh <laughs> But you know, uh, yeah. And then the Cypress spit, you know, I thought, yeah, it's it's its own thing. So it's its own, you know, I can do my gyros on it, I can do my um kebabs on it, I can do whatever I want, you know, it's it's good. I do my pork belly on it, I've got the roasting basket. Spit is a different flavor to barbecue altogether, in my opinion. I, I don't know, I just think that that you know, apart from direct grilling grilling, that open flame that sort of licks the, you know, the meat as it turns and, you know, yeah, yeah, it creates more flame. It's, there's something romantic about it, I guess. So it's, it's got its own purpose. Yeah, special occasion. It, <laughs> it is very theatrical, isn't it? It is, yeah. I love my spit. Um, but, yeah, that's a, it's a great unit. It's one of my favourites. gets a lot of use. The fire bucket's pretty well buckled now. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it does its thing. All good. So tell me, man, how did you get into barbecue? Um, I uh, I saw a Weber on the old Facebook marketplace many moons ago, and um, it was forty bucks, I think, from memory, an old K Black, and jumped on it and thought I'll try my hand at it. And um, yeah, I wanted to do short ribs for my very first cook, and I made that rookie mistake of going to the butcher and asking for beef ribs. 
and got oh. the old Asado ribs. Yep. And and uh, didn't understand what was going wrong, and it was all tough and chewy. And um, yeah, just kept playing at it and researching and YouTube and hooking in, hooking in, and um, yeah, it got bigger. Got a bigger smoker. Uh, went for an offset and you know more kettles and yeah, just sort of you know snowball from there. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And so had had you heard of low and slow smoking before you got that that very first kettle or was it just something that just caught your eye one day? Everyone's seen barbecue pit masters made. So yeah, I had a yeah, it was back when that was sort of just starting to air that I, I thought oh, I'll have a crack at it. And yeah, yeah, it's all about um the influence, I guess, from from the US. I think a lot of us take that on and um, you know, want to have a crack. So uh, th- I, I guess that was a big big influence for me as well yeah yeah i'm i'm much the same i i saw that barbecue pit master show i went hey wait what this is a thing yeah i got yeah, I, 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 I have to be in this i have to be in it yeah no there was look it, back then it was it was the bees knees for everyone everyone was talking about it especially in the barbecue community you know like that's when i started jumping in on it and um yeah everyone was just oh i saw this on barbecue you know sorry what was it again um i forgot the name of the show now Barbecue Pitmasters. Barbecue Pitmasters. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while. Barbecue Pitmasters. And, um, yeah, we're all trying to, you know, pick the recipes from it and what we've seen and their methods. And, you know, it doesn't always work here in Australia, though. You know, we've got very, very different cuts to what you see in the States. So um, size and things like that, it all, you've got to take it all into account. It doesn't always work. No, it does not. It it, it does not. Now you have, um, as I said at the top of the show during the introduction, you've had a, a, a whole bunch of different um, uh, takes on the barbecue industry. And one of them was you had what I think must be a dream job for several years. You worked with Four Wheel Drive Supercenter and you were responsible for doing their cooking videos, going out forward driving, doing all the camping setups. Tell us about that experience. Uh, that was a bit of a fluke. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just went for the job because their main – um, call centers based here in Canberra. Um, so for their customer service. So I actually got put on as their, uh, Australian customer service manager. And, um, I've got a lot of experience in sales and customer service and call centers and things like that. So, um, yeah, they put me on pretty well, good and quick. It didn't, I think I got the call the afternoon after my interview and they were pretty happy. Wow. Uh, it took about, three months and the boss got word that I did a bit of barbecuing and um, he said, Hey, do you want to do some videos? I'm like, that's me all over. I'd love to get in and barbecue. That's, that's what I'm about. And that was it, man. So yeah, we just um, hooked in and got to travel up, up and down the East coast mainly and um, flights here, there and everywhere doing demos at stores and um, forward driving and yeah, hooking in, doing some cooking videos, hitting the beers. Uh, they're not shy of that. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, the recent circumstances hit and, and things changed and, you know, got stuck on the phones, you know, on my bum, you know, not, not managing anymore, which is what I'm, you know, that's what I do. And, uh, yeah, just, just as a low roll, but on the same pay and it was just daunting for me. So I had to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But. Did you get to go on some of those epic full drive trips with uh, with Sean O and all them? Look, I know I lo- look, I know Khan and, and and the boys pretty well. Um, I was just um, I was chatting to Breno and I don't I don't I don't know Sean O and and them boys. They had their own thing. 
Um, we actually sponsored them, so they, they didn't work for Kings. Um, oh, but, you know, okay. Breno and the boys, yeah, yeah, I got to hang out with quite a lot. We did a bit of travelling with them, which was good. Um, those larrikins I wouldn't have minded getting in with, but um, yeah, <laughs> I never got the opportunity. Oh, right. Yeah, my, my son and I watch those um, four-wheel drive action DVDs a lot. And, uh, yeah, we love watching all the different shenanigans they get up to. But I'd, I'd always thought that that, that that magazine was actually owned by four-wheel drive Supercenter. It is. It is. So, oh, okay. so, that, so the guys that own four-wheel drive action do own, um, yeah, four-wheel drive Supercenter, but they're two separate things. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, but, you know, they moved on and, and did their own thing and, you know, got new sponsors, I suppose. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to go too in-depth. Oh, depth okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Um, I'm, but, yeah. I, I must be a bit out of date with my uh, with my DVD collection. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you watch their anything they do now, there's not a lot of featured King stuff anymore. It's all, um, you know, a bit high grade. Uh, okay. Products. All right. Yeah, yeah. Again, don't want to go too in depth. With no, that. fair yeah. enough, fair enough. We yeah. can we can move on. That's all right. That's all right. All so, good. what was your what was your best experience in that in that role? Then, like the best trip or the best cook or like what was the highlight? Jeez, mate, there was um, one day where we had to go up into um, the, the Blue Mountains, and we went right through the Blue Mountains. Um, and um, yeah, with the whole team, um, the marketing team, which was really good. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, had a few too many stubbies on the way, and we had to get cooking. Uh, not the driver, of course, um, but some of, of the course. team. And I uh, got out there, and I think I was about, I was probably about eight deep by the time I started my, my show. <laughs> and by the time I'd finished, because I was doing um, camp oven lamb shanks, uh, they're, they're not a quick cook. Uh, <laughs> So I think I was probably about 16, 17 deep by the time that had finished and I was still presenting. I think I did a good job. It's up. It's up. And it's Is it? Two hits, yeah. Yeah, you'll see the difference from the start to the finish. You want to check it out? I'm actually just, just writing it down. Lamb shanks. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of them, all of them were fun, really. That was the best part of the job, honestly, getting out and, and cooking. And I really loved, um, the, you know, getting in front of the camera and sharing the barbecue love. and. You know, although their products aren't premium smoker products and barbecue products, um, I think that's important. You know, people want to get in and have a crack on cheap units and, you know, and, and to to sort of give them a rundown on, on how they run and how hard of work they are and what you need to do to get them run smooth, running smoothly. I uh, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They're, they're a great um, sort of gateway brand, really. They're really good. 100%, yeah. Oh, and would you look at that? Matt Redman has actually just put the link to that video in the comments. So there you God. go. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Just watch the, the difference from the just go about, I don't know, four minutes in to about four minutes out and you'll see the difference. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. I'm not going to get awesome. fired now, am I? I'm already gone. Yeah. <laughs> But now you've um you've also done a, a hell of a lot of other travel as well for for barbecue. I've seen you as far north, um, working at festivals up here in Brisbane, and I, and I know you've done some stuff in Sydney. Um, tell us about all the different sort of traveling that you've done helping at uh, helping people out. Yeah. Okay. So um. Yeah. Look, I I don't know. I've always, I've always had my sort of fingers out there trying to get it into uh, different pies and and learn from different people and 
have a crack at, you know, different smokers and, you know, share my knowledge as well. Um, so I got up there first time with, in Brisbane with a, a company that's no longer, or a business, barbecue businesses that's no longer around. I'm not going to mention them and I'm not going to mention why they're no longer around. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't a, wasn't a great experience. And um, some, some people on here would know who I'm talking about, but we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, I had the pleasure of working with uh, Raf from Two Smoking Arabs. Um, Top dude. He's a legend, man. He's a legend. Um, yeah, I got to go up and, and do Ram- Ramadan um, with him for, I think, 28, 28 days we worked. Um, yeah, that, that was, mate, a lot of beef. I can't eat beef anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, like, I can eat my steaks. I can't do brisket. I can't do short ribs. It turns my guts, the smell of it. I love cooking it, but the family get it, and I just don't eat. I'll have a nibble. Uh, you see, like, beans out of a can or something. Yeah, pretty well, mate. Yeah, it was. We did two point eight ton in twenty eight days, so it was wow. it was a lot of barbecue, and uh, you know, spending seven eight year uh, seven eight hours a day down at that pit and trimming up twenty two brisket a day. Uh, you know, it it really just sort of <laughs> takes its toll on your beef wise. Um, so yeah, did that with him and then, you know, did a few comps with him as well. He wanted some help because obviously he's, uh, um, of his religion, he can't do certain cuts like pork. Um, so he'd take me in to, you know, so his score wasn't bottomed out. Um, in yep. comp, I never did too great. <laughs> sorry, Raph. <laughs> uh, but enjoyed myself nonetheless. And he, he looks after me and. He's a great dude. Anyone that works for him will tell you. Um, he's just a genuine, uh, nice guy, and he will look after you. Um, yeah, top bloke. Uh, that's pretty well it. So, yeah, went up to Brisbane, did did competition for RAF as well up there. Um, Bare Bones Barbecue down here in Canberra opened up and um, jumped in, in with them, and they, they were looking for a pit master as well. And, you know, Hamish... Um, some of you may know he's he's probably one of the better pit masters. I know he's very very specific on the way things are done, and like one tiny little tiniest little bit of silver skins on that beef rib, he'll cut you to pieces. So um, you've got to be very particular. But yeah, help them get up and running. Helped uh, potholes get up and running, and now I'm, I've moved on to other things. So there, there's a few businesses I've, I've sort of delved into as well. If you're looking for your next barbecue smoker or grill, Jagged Woodfired has got what you need. Owners Julianne and Glenn are multiple award-winning barbecue competitors who have even travelled to the US to compete at the World Barbecue Championships in Houston, Texas. Based out of Perth and shipping nationwide, Jagged is one of the largest pit builders in the country and has an ever-growing lineup of meat cooking machinery. Not only do they have their now famous smoker ovens, their incredibly efficient gravity-fed cabinets are proving extremely popular in commercial settings, and they also make some of the most stylish asado grills you're ever going to see. Jagged is also well known for amazingly detailed custom work ranging from backyard designs all the way to installations in commercial kitchens. Proudly Australian designed, owned and manufactured, you can find out more at jaggedwoodfired.com.au spelled J-A-G-R-D. Once again, head to jaggedwoodfired.com.au spelled J-A-G-R-D to learn more.
got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. All righty, Chad. All righty, Chad. So, uh, mate, you just, uh, you just briefly sort of uh, alluded to the new job there before. Tell us where you are yeah. now and, and, and what you're doing now. So I'm working at the new, uh, well, not new, the new job, um, Burning Log. Um, so in Canberra, it's, it's, a, it's a quite established business here in Canberra. They're very well known, been around for like 30, 40 years um, here wow. in Canberra. So they're, yeah, they've really got their heels in. Um, the, owners, the owner was handed it down from his father. Uh, he learnt the trade from him. It was primarily uh, wood-style heating. And, um, you know, they delved into um, other areas like uh, outdoor furniture and, and barbecue. And that sort of attracted me to the job and, yeah, got into it and, um, yeah, get to play with all the, the fun toys. And, yeah, it's good. Yeah, right. So what, like, that's a lot of rich history to sort of, to be stepping in there sort of 30 to 40 years. There's a, there's a lot of opportunity for you to sort of learn there. What's the... Um, What's that experience been like? At first, it was pretty full on. Um, I, like I was, yeah, it's a lot to learn. You're always learning in this job. Nothing's the same day to day. It's it's new and it's it's something different every day. Um, like I'm pro- primarily uh, in wood heating now. Um, so I, I took the job thinking, oh, you know, they'll put me in with my history, you know, barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. Uh, but I think they wanted to pull me out of my comfort zone a little bit there and, and teach me something new. And they've done that. And wood heating, wood heating is actually a really cool, really cool little uh, industry. Once you get to know it, there's a lot to it. And it's, uh, you know, helping people, you know, making like a big investment, you know, wood heating. And, um, you know, it's a centerpiece. You know, it's not always about just heating. It's about ambience and it's about aesthetics and, you know, how cool your little heater looks. and you know, rolling flame in front of you, you know, while you warm up around it, especially in the uh, Canberra winters, which aren't great, um, is, is really important to people down here. So I get to play with that and furniture and Weber, um, which is really cool. So I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a, or there, there already is a bit of a resurgence in, in wood heating. My brother has just got himself, or he's had it for a while now, but it's a it's an old style wood stove like my grandmother yep. used to cook on when she was a young housewife, except it's brand new. So there's these this this concept is is coming back. I think. Oh, 100 percent. Like we we sell heaters now that are full cooktops, and we've got one now that's um, got an oven incorporated to it as well. Um, we don't do those old wood fire, you know, those old school enamel coated stoves you know those big cast iron buggers that, that's um, what my brother's yeah. got yeah 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 they're very very cool i've been ironing them off but i like the old classic Canberra. they're called a canberra um and they're they're just i think they weigh like 600 kilo or something like <laughs> that wow. heavy yeah Ugh. yeah i've been ironing them off for years and i just wanted to have one out the back and flew it um you know anything anything wood fire cooking i'm super keen on um, doesn't matter if you can taste the smoke or not. I just, I just like the idea of fire and again, the romance of it and, you know, the, the tending to it. I don't know. It's just, just really takes to me, you know? Yeah. I love it. 
Yeah, one of my favourite things growing up, and I'm I'm sort of taking us on more of a sidetrack here, was uh, my dad found this this wood heater for the house. It was called a hot drum. I I don't think they're around anymore, but it was essentially it, it was essentially a forty four gallon drum that had had a third chopped out of it, and then a, a door put on what what would be the end. It was laid on its side with legs on it, and a flue at one end and an opening door on the other end, and it was all painted black. And uh, we used to live sort of halfway up a mountain in the Hunter Valley um, on, on Scone, just at the bottom of the tablelands, and it was really cold in winter. It would be minus five, minus oh, yeah. six, and uh, we used to have these big old ironbark trees, and so my dad and I used to run around with the chainsaws and the block splitters and things and break up all this really dense ironbark, and my dad used to get that thing so blazing hot that he would run around and turn off all the lights and everything, and uh, you would see the whole drum glowing red in the darkness. It was that hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that iron bark will do that, mate. I'm sure you had a many a fun hours uh, with the blockbuster chopping that too, I bet. Mate, how I've still got both my feet and all my toes, I don't know. I don't know. I bet, yeah. Mate, it's being, not the easiest wood to split, mate. It's it, it's not a great idea to give a 12-year-old a bloody great block splitter either and try and tell them to swing that around either. It's uh, like I, I was a big uh, kid, but I was still really heavy. You'll only muck it up once, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you mentioned that that they're also a Weber store, so you get to play with all the cool stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah, the latest and greatest, mate. Yeah, it all comes in, and um, you know, I, I get a bit of a bit of a uh, a glance at what's up and coming, and you know, I'm I'm currently in the middle of um, going through some. Weber training now, they're very specific about how they like things done. Uh, it's, you know, which is fine. It, it's a very, it's a very well-renowned product um, and their, their customer service should reflect that. And so, yeah, I'm really taking that on, uh, you know, well, I think it's important. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy it. Like, I've, you know, I get to have a play with um, bringing the rubs in so that when I started there, there was no rubs on the shelves. I think it was like two. Oh, um, right. Yeah, they hadn't had them in for like six months or something. So I said, mate, the first thing you need to do is get rubs and sources in because uh, that's what gets heads in the doors. And then people start looking at different products. And, you know, the low and slow community down here in Canberra is pretty, it's, it's starting to evolve quite a bit and people are looking for that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, the range is getting bigger and bigger week to week and I'm trying to get some specialty stuff in that I know people like and yeah, it's, it's good fun. Good fun. I love it. You know, just running backwards and forwards. As soon as people go to the, the, um, the old kettles, I come bolting in to have a chat, <laughs> <laughs> see if I can sway him, you know, and, and have a chat about, you know, how good the kettles are. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's the Q stuff that goes, it's a, it's a big seller. Yeah. Oh, as in the like the baby Q family Q the the gas ones. Yep, no, nothing about them, mate. It's <laughs> I'm trying trying to learn it all now. Like you know, like I do know quite a bit now. But when I started, I knew nothing about anything to do with the gas stuff. Uh, but you know, <laughs> all the charcoal cookers, I you know I was into. But yeah, the gas stuff sort of scares me still a little bit today. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how my brother got into it. He he started with a with a Weber Q, and then he got himself a Weber kettle, and now he's got this um this wooden stove I was just telling you about, and he's even picked up a Traeger off of one of his mates that had it for a while and got sick of it. So yeah. he's he, yeah, he's he right did. into it now. 
get sick of those um, pellet grills pretty quick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's just my... no fun. In, just no fun in them. Yeah. Look, again, they serve their purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my brother's a shift worker, so he likes it because he can set it all up and go on a shift, and he knows it's all fine. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, turn it off and on from wherever you are, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, okay, now let's talk Wingy's Wicked Q. What's all that about? Uh, it's just a it's a little something I'm trying to put together. I haven't quite got there. I want to build it up a little bit before we start looking in. Uh, there's a little bit of equipment I want to buy. Uh, I know there's uh, like a lot of guys out there, um, especially, you know, when you look at Shoeys and, and things like that, he's a good dude um, doing their YouTube thing. Uh, but I, I guess I, re- I want to get real basic and raw is, is what I'm trying to achieve with Wingy's Wicked Q. So it's all about adjust and adapt. Um, so I'm not purposefully trying to stuff cooks up. Uh, but there will be beers involved. There'll be a bit of swearing. Um, just my old, my old self, which I'm sure when we're not on camera, Benno, you know what I'm like, and you know, it can be a bit of a, bit of a colourful character. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's you know getting distracted and coming back to to something that you're not expecting and how to adapt to that. So it's about stuffing your cooks up, fixing them. It's about the real, real basics right from the start to the very finish. Um, uh, how to turn something that's fallen to absolute crap into, you know, a masterpiece. That's that's sort of what a lot of it's going to revolve around and on a variety of cookers as well. So it's not just going to be focused on, you know, your kettles. It's not going to be just focused on your offsets, uh, not just going to be focused on your spits. It's the whole lot. And then the real cheap units as well, like I, I touched on earlier, I think it's really important to, sort of have a crack at, at showing people how to really get into them because they buy these things and then they use them and they don't understand how to use them and they're not working for them because they're so cheap. They give up and that's the end of it. And there's so much more to it um, in barbecue. So I, I want to show people that. And that's the idea of Wingy's Wicked Good. Sounds good, man. One of my favourite things to do is when I go out four-wheel drive camping with the family is to take a camp oven a whole bunch of different ingredients and different foods and just sort of play with it and just see what I can come up with. So I, I, I love that idea of just sort of finding just sort of all sorts of different stuff that other people have probably already got at home in their garage already just sitting there and saying, Hey, go out there, grab it. This is what you can do with it. That's top idea. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And you know, like just you're working something from nothing and that, and you know, just the barbecue, seen all together like everyone's willing like happy and willing to help and and people don't understand that either there are pages out there that are just so daunting like i could i'm not going to name them but geez you post something on that that doesn't look great and you just you slammed for hours and it, it actually it's, it's upsetting because you know the dude had a crack his family loved it he loved it you know what's the problem you know but um it's about taking those photos and those experiences and turning them around rather than slamming on it. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, so I want people to send me their cooks. I want them to show me their experiences where they went wrong and we'll do a session on it and we'll show it to everyone because everyone goes through the same thing. It's not just that one person. Yeah. I was just thinking just as you were saying it then, and then you sort of finished the idea for me at, at the end of what you're saying there, you, you could have people send in a photo and say, 
this is my finished product, this is what I did, wingy, where did I go wrong? So this, uh, th- this idea of your, of your YouTube channel, how, how did it all come about? I don't know. Look, that's how I learned. I learned through YouTube um, to start off with. And, um, yeah, look, there's not a lot of that out there. Like there's, you know, make this beautiful dish and, and um, you know, look how easy it is and rah, rah, rah. But it's not, it's not that easy. It's difficult. It's difficult to learn. You're going to stuff it up. I'm here to teach you um, the best possible way not to stuff it up. And if you do stuff it up, how to turn it around and, and create something else. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. Like there was nothing out there like that. Oh, what's wrong with my brisket? It looks dry. I'm like, okay, I've overcooked it. That's the first thing I thought when I stuffed up a brisket, it was undercooked. Um, Mm. How do we turn that around? You know, simple things. Yeah. Just hasn't been touched on. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So you just touched on a real sort of uh, interesting point there when you're talking about how, um, you know, it's not as easy as what a lot of these recipes make out it is. And, you know, it's, it, it's not always going to look that way and, and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of um, conversation happening about how, about the effect that shall we say um, adult entertainment is having on real relationships. And I think that there's a potential there for all of these, you know, cookbooks with these just spectacular, ridiculous um, looking food. And so then people will try and cook it for themselves and go, well, it doesn't look like that. So I'm not going to bother doing it again. And that's really sad. It doesn't sad. look so like that. It never looks like that. <laughs> that's right. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it ne- and, you know, like I'm, I'm a sucker for it as well. You see my photos go up and, you know, we, you know, we, we amend things. We make it look prettier and more appealing. And it never looks like that. It's pale and I'm under an LED light, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. things like that. But within the perfect lighting, the perfect setting, it looks good. But yeah, yeah. You- flash a camera on it it doesn't so you know we're trying to amend that but yeah yeah people look at it and go oh it looks like crap but it's really it's not about what it looks like it's about what it tastes like you're listening to the internationally awarded smoking hot confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd ben arnett Alrighty, mate. Now this is the part of the show where the, our our guest gets to give a bit of a lesson to the viewers and the listeners and share some of their wisdom. Now, when I asked you what you're going to do, you very cleverly said you were just going to wing it. So I'm just uh, curious now as to see what you're going to drop on us. So, mate, it's all yours. Oh, geez, thanks, Benno. Uh, <laughs> um, well, there's two reasons I call Wingy's Wicked Q Wingy's Wicked Q. Uh, one's because I wing it. And um, I've got no idea what I'm going going in with half the time. Uh, Two, I've got a bung wing. Um, so, so yeah, I go in with uh, Wingy's Wicked Q. It's an old nickname of mine that I've sort of adopted. Um, but, look, I think the biggest part of advice is those looking to get into barbecue as a business. Um, I, I thought I'd touch on that a little bit because I had a, I had a crack at that, as we touched on a little earlier. Um, but, um, yeah, capital is, is a big thing. Um, test your market. Um, yeah, come in knowing what you're about to do and what you're about to get into because I made that mistake and um, I was trying to shuffle a full-time job with, uh, you know, a weekend job and no money to do it um, and no market to, to reach here in Canberra at the time. So it was quite difficult and I folded. Um, but, 
yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, just you really need to knuckle in and research things before you sort of get going uh, as, a, as a business. Uh, take it from someone that, that failed that, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, right. So for for those who aren't necessarily in the in the business world, capital is the money that you have up front, like a like seed money to 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 get a business started. What are some of the things that that you wish you had been able to do had you had that capital? Look, I yeah, a, a food truck would have been a good start. Um, yeah, and a, and a probably a bit more of an in depth business plan, probably some sort of financial advisor would have helped. Um, but yeah, look, I, I went into it with a few barbecues, a trailer, um, a Facebook page and some business cards um, and a bit of certification. So, you know, we're all good to go. Um, but yeah, testing the market. So someone that can market well is, is massive. You really need to get your name out there. You need to get it out quick. Um, and you need to be consistent. So whether that's either um, through Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, you need to be putting up two, three posts a day. You need to be really pushing your business to keep it drawing in. I didn't do any of these things um, <laughs> and thought that, you know, being one of two, I think at the time, barbecue businesses uh, in Canberra, and one of them has is, is sort of slowed down quite a lot as well. I didn't have a bigger pit as uh, Sean Pullman here. He's got a massive, uh, massive pit from, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of him now. People will know who Sean is anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just, just didn't work. Everyone was like, oh, do you do spit roast? Do you do spit roast? So, um, you know, I hit up the guys at Barbecue Spit Rotisseries and got a couple of spits and just so I could get some business. That's like other than two or three barbecue low and slow cooks I did, which went well, uh, it was all spit roasts and I got sick of it. And, you know, that's not what I went, in for, went into it for. So, yeah, what, what you know, happens. Interesting, yeah. So, so when you say testing the market, you mean like finding out what, what trends are on point at that time in that area where you want to do business? Correct. Back then people saw the word barbecue and they thought, steak sandwich and uh you know a couple of onions and, and they sort of just move on you know uh the like i said anyone else was just do you do spit roasts like yes you know i can i suppose i was hiring them at the start and yeah what's the point just go and buy some and yeah did a lot of spit roasts very tired <laughs> yeah. yeah just it's it's a very boring thing to cook but you know it worked but yeah, it's not what I went into it for and it wasn't my passion. So, yeah, got out of Fair it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So so what lessons did you learn from that experience that, you, that you're carrying across into Wingy's Wicked Q? Well, Wingy's, Wingy's Wicked Q isn't so much a business. It's more of a, um, it's, it's more of a share, sharing of knowledge is what I'm trying to achieve here. I don't want to make anything monetary out of it. Um, it's, yeah, literally, you know, just, just, I guess getting people involved and interested in barbecue properly, um, making those mistakes, it's not the end of the world. And, and that's the idea of it. Uh, hence why I help people when I cook, they ask me to come in and do things for them. I, I'm happy to do it yet. Yeah, you can pay me, <laughs> you know, I'm using my time, but this is a personal thing and, um, you know, I'm choosing to do this. So yeah, I, I just want to get my, um, 
my point out there and my love out there and my knowledge out there as, as I know a lot of you guys do and um, and just share that and, and get people passionate about barbecue as um, or Cameron Cameron Davidson he was he was my first point of contact uh, good old cam and uh, he did that to me and you know it was just so contagious um, yeah and, and that's that's my idea I just want to push that out there and really get people involved and love it yeah fair enough. Now, there's there's certainly um, uh, plenty of people out there sharing the knowledge. Who who are some of your um, like sort of who do you look up to? Who inspires you in terms of that of that sharing knowledge? You know, we've we've got you know Malcolm Reed or uh, our our very own Malcolm Reed here in Australia, Aaron Palmer with his Low and Slow Basics. You mentioned Shuey there before. Um, who are your sort of your your icons in this regard? Early days, mate. You know where this is going. Don't you? you touched on this. Um, yeah, early days it was um I was learning a lot off barbecue. Um I forgot the name of the bloody show again. Barbecue uh, Barbecue Pitmasters. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, watching a lot of that and um yeah. So I got to go to the States and meet Tuffy Stone over there, which was really cool and um I won a competition first class there and back and Five star hotels and yes, that's right. Five grand spending money, US dollars, and yeah, it was a good gig and um, got to spend a, a you know a good day with Tuffy one on one, and he showed me a lot of things. So he was a big mentor for a long time, and uh, he, he's pretty secretive. He doesn't share a lot of things um, on like YouTube and things like that. It's you've got to go to his classes or you've got to meet the dude personally. Um, so that was a big deal. Um, but these days, it'd be pretty you'd be surprised who i get uh inspiration from as a big part of my inspo right now i chat a lot with grant neal or grant neal from oh. um, the smoking joint so he's a good yeah he's i have a, a lot of chats with grant and he sort of helps me out and yeah he's good he's doing a lot of crazy things right now with the skinny mixer and um he's got a hell of a lot to share so He's always open to take on, you know, and, and hand out information. So if you're ever stuck, bombard his inbox. <laughs> He'll love you for it. Just, He'll love just, me for just it spam too. Him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send him photos of your haircut each day. Yeah, that's it, Hollywood. He'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's start bringing in some of these questions, shall we? Sure. So Matt Redman, who I know is from Primal Line Barbecue, as a as a barbecue vendor, what is your signature item? As a vendor, what was my signature item? Oh, geez, I, after cooking with Raph, I'd have to say it at um, Two Smoking Arabs. Oh man, I'm gonna go beef ribs, like shorties. There's yeah, they're super easy. Um, <laughs> As a vendor, that you can just smash them out. You don't need to worry about wrap. Um, they're easy, and and if you nail them, they're bang on. And I've never had a complaint about my my shorties. Yeah, so good. They're great for um like uh, beginners and things as well. Yeah, easy, easy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, anything beef, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of in in contrast to that to that question, then. Um, the next one is, what is your kryptonite item that's a real P-I-T-A? What the hell is P-I-T-A? I'm, I'm taking it that that's a um, pain in the a ass. swear word in there somewhere. Pain in the ass. Oh, thanks, Benno. <laughs> um, oof. 
probably pork ribs. Um, they're just so hard to nail. Um, yeah, look, I've, I've won, uh, I think we've got second place pork ribs at uh, Foster, but I still, they're just so inconsistent. Um, it's, they're very hard to nail and get right every, every time. And I don't practice them a lot. That'd be my kryptonite hyperscent. Yeah, pork ribs. Fair enough. And just following up on his question there, Leroy's just popped in another one. What are your beef rib tips? Let them run. <laughs> um, literally, man, salt, pepper, garlic. Um, Chuck take them in. The, take the membrane off the back. Uh, most people, well, some people don't do that. I sure didn't in the start, uh, but it makes easier for slicing in the end result. Um, yeah, man, just, just let them run. No wrap. Um, hot. I'd go probably about 280, 300 Fahrenheit and about on a big pit, they usually only take sort of five, six hours. Smash them out hot, man. They'll be melting your mouth. So good, mate. So good. And, uh, oh, he's, he's got another one in here. Temperatures and favorite rubs. So I'm assuming, uh, what, what temperature do you like to, to, to keep a pit out at? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm a 275 Fahrenheit guy. I reckon that's the magic Same. number. Yeah, um, a lot of people do 225, 250, too slow for me. I haven't got that sort of time. I'm even creeping up into the 325s now for some cuts to just knock them out. Uh, depends on my cooker. Uh, the Pro-Q, I, um, I don't run water and I don't use the water bowl anymore. I use a baffle plate from JG Barbecue. Oh, um, and I can stuff. easily hit them temps. Yeah, so, so yeah, 325 on some cuts uh, as if I'm treating them like chicken. Um, nice, hot, and fast. I reckon you get the same results. Lamb and beef, pork, even. Excuse nice, me. nice. Stuck bird and, there. Uh, and and <laughs> Matt, he's got one here for you as well. When you cook steaks, do you turn once or do you turn every thirty seconds? Steaks, uh, well, the, normally reverse sear there, Matt. Um, so yeah, be getting a bit of smoke for probably about uh, thirty to forty-five minutes, depending on my temps. I don't have a thermometer on the PK, so I'm just sort of holding my hand over the, the air vent and guessing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but then from there, rest rest 40-odd minutes, uh, like a long rest on my steaks, and then it's turn once and then, like, what do you call that? What is that, a 40-degree turn? Yeah, about a 45-degree turn, and then flip 45-degree turn for the, for the marks. That's it, mate. One once time, one, one flip, once time. Good English, Chad. Thanks, Benno. <laughs> beautiful, man, beautiful. Need to go well, to uni, prob- mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably a good point for us, mate, to start wrapping this interview up now. So I'm going to throw the studio over to you. Give some thout out, uh, some thout outs. Give some shout outs, some thanks, and uh, and tell us where we can all follow you on the interwebs. Cool. Thanks, man. So, um, yeah, look, uh, Winnie's Wicked Q, you can find me on Instagram. I'm just kicking that off from the old Stoke and Smoke page, so it's a little quiet at the moment, but I'm slowly trying to build that brand up. Um, thanks to all my influencers. So, I guess uh, Grant Hollywood, right? Smoke and Joint, you're a legend. Uh, Shane Harris, all the advice on steak cooking, love it. Uh, Cam Davidson from Barbecue Spit uh, Rotisseries, uh, you've always been a, a massive influence of mine, man, and you really incorporated that love of barbecue into me. Um, and, of course, my wife, um, who's always been my biggest supporter and cheerleader. 
love her for it. She she stands by me thick and thin. So good, man. So good. That's beautiful stuff. Well, look, I'm going to say thank you very much because we are doing this on a school night and you are an hour ahead of me. So it's my nine o'clock. It's your 10 o'clock at night, mate. We've both got to go to work tomorrow. I do appreciate the time. Thank you very much. And I wish you I'll all the best of luck. <laughs> oh, all right. Fair enough. All right. Well, you'll, you'll sleep very well tonight then. Yeah, mate. But uh, Thanks. best of luck with, uh, with Wingy's Wicked Q. Thanks, Benno. Thanks for having me, mate. I appreciate it. The boringest man in barbecue, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. All right, there you have it, family. That was uh, Chad Griffin, the man himself from uh, from oh, so many things, so many things. Formerly a four-wheel drive supercenter, now with Burning Log Weber Store and Wingy's Wicked Q. He's worked with Two Smoke and Arabs. He's worked at, with Smoke uh, Stoke and Smoke Barbecue. Uh, someone dropped a name in here that he had forgotten during the interview. Uh, regulators barbecue. I mean, he's the man's been everywhere. He's done so many things for so many people, and it's really good to see him getting out there now and starting to put his stamp on his own thing. So jump on the socials, find him, Wingy's Wicked Q. Let's show him some love because the man has put a lot of love into the barbecue scene, um, and it's, it's good that we start to give him some of that back as well. All right, so that's um, almost time to finish up. So just to give you a quick rundown on the announcements, um, big thanks again to our podcast partner, Jagged Woodfired from over in WA. Check out Jules and Glenn's stuff. Fantastic. Um, championship trophy winning proven smokers. Check them out. Really good gear. Um, the winter merch is here. We have our hoodies and our beanies. Um, you saw Chad very cheekily wearing one of the uh, hoodies in the in his interview here earlier. And... Uh, having a sip on one of his tumblers. We've still got some of them as well, smokingonconfessions.com slash shop. Go check them out before it gets too cold. Uh, Barbiecon is coming, and I am having to change the dates. It'll be towards the end of July rather than the end of June. Um, so just keep that in mind. But it is coming, and it's going to be awesome. We have our free ebook available for you at smokinghotconfessions.com. We have the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue community over on Facebook where we've had a lovely time here this evening chatting with Chad and having all the different comments and questions come through. It's been fantastic. If you are watching this later on on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit the notification bell. If you're watching it on Facebook, give us a like, a comment, and a share. IGTV, give us those cute little love hearts. They're so beautiful. And a follow. And if you're listening on a podcasting app, particularly Apple Podcasts, five-star rating review super helpful and has driven us in the last 30 days up to number six on the US um, Apple podcast charts for food category. So that is just incredible. And that's because of you. That's because of what you've been doing to help us out. Um, So we really do appreciate that. And that is a wrap for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.